Hello, friends. Welcome to Off the Beaten Podcast. I'm your host, Dion. I am coming from my apartment in the Woodlawn community of Chicago, Illinois. And uh, I'm so excited. It's just, I mean, summer is in full swing. I've been out and about in the city. I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute. And it's just been fabulous. The weather's been fabulous. Finally, the, the rain is behind us. I'm just, you know, what else can I say? It's just been great. It's great. I'm on my second week of unpaid furlough. No one should be as happy as I am to be kind of <laughs> out of a job for a temporary period of time. But it's definitely helped uh, lift my spirit, clear my mind, and definitely kind of help me to start to move in paths uh, that are much more positive and more of what I probably should be doing or want to be doing with my life. <laughs> which is great. And so, yes, um, thank you for tuning in, listening, downloading, uh, whatever the case may be. If you've listened to this before, make sure that you rate and review. I would appreciate it. It takes about two seconds on whatever podcast app of your choice is. If you've done that already, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can get, you know, uh, the pod to download every time I drop it, it'll just come up in your phone automatically and you can go and listen to it. You have to think about it. And um, beyond that, if you want to support the pod, you can go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee, which I appreciate. I do have an espresso machine, but that baby needs to get the beans in it and everything. And so you can do that at buymeacoffee.com slash off the beaten podcast. And I would appreciate it. I've been saying it. I've been procrastinating. I will be dropping some swag in the near future so i'll have that for you and so i'm super excited about that as well and man things have been great so i've been out and about in the city and if you are in the city and you've not been downtown recently you're cheating yourself if you're coming into the city if you're visiting whatever the case may be make sure you get downtown and check out the amazing art that has just kind of taken over the downtown area the art museums and all the museums have been closed however a group of young talented artists from all around have just kind of like set up shop in every different corner of downtown and there's tons of amazing art i actually got the opportunity to meet a young man he was one of the co-founders of this organization uh called paint the city and if you there'll be details down in the episode notes no worries but uh the young the guy's name was barrett um and i, I looked it up his name is barrett keithley and we i was down there one day and i was on, on state street and i'm on my bike and i see this artist who's just kind of you know doing his thing on his uh window that's boarded up um in front of a target and i was like oh my god that's you know so dope so i stopped to take a picture and i was like yo you know do you know this guy whatever he's like yeah man he goes so the artist at the time his name is called uh his name on instagram is i am the cloud and i make art and i was like oh that's so dope and he's like yeah you know you can look him up and i was like you know who are you and he introduced himself he goes yeah i you know i have this organization called paint the city and we connect these businesses with artists you know that can set up this art especially you know no one wants to look at that brown uh plywood and you know all the wood and Obviously, you know, we, we had uh, this explosion of activism and and protests in some cases, you know, some rioting and looting, however you want to define it. And so out of that situation these artists have taken and created beauty and it's just so amazing. So I, I chatted with him and I was like, yo, 
gave him my card. I said, hit me up. You are, you know, open invite to be on my podcast. If you want to do it now, if you want to wait till pandemic's over and come in person, whatever. So if you know him or you know these guys or cats or whatever, please tell them, yo, check this dude out. Hit this dude up. He wants to show mad love. He wants to hear the stories. I want to hear about you. I want to hear about the art. I want to see it. I want to take pictures. You know what I'm saying? I just, it's Chicago and it's amazing because there's so much negativity in the air. So much negativity can be said about Chicago we've had this crazy uptick in violence that is not lost on me it's not like it doesn't exist however uh, that's all the news seems to ever talk about and there's just more to the city and we need to talk about that and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be a focus but you know I'm saying we are intelligent beings and we can have multiple conversations at the same time and so I'm just so excited about that but I want to just give a quick shout out to all those artists and everybody so my understanding is that paint the city connected with an organization called the simple good which I've actually heard about before and then between those organizations, they kind of hooked up with all these artists. So uh, if you've gone to my Instagram, just go to Instagram.com slash off the beaten podcast. I've posted pictures. I have tons more. I take way too many pictures, uh, but just I try to tag as many of the artists as I can. If I've missed it and you go on there and you see a piece of art that's not tagged and you know the artist, please message me or tag them, whatever the case may be. Um, but I've dropped uh, a picture. A young man, I actually caught him while he was creating his piece of art. And his name was Dwight White the second. And he, you know, he was like, yeah, my my Instagram name was D White Dog. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You're talented. If you're not a millionaire, I don't understand why. Right. <laughs> so we went, you know, and that was it. And I, you know, went on about my business. Um, Obviously, Max Sansing, I'm hoping I'm saying his name is right, is one of the premier artists. You know, his art is all over the city. I actually went on an adventure to find one piece of his art actually found like five pieces of his art and I took tons of pictures that's on the Instagram um Kayla Mahaffey I hope I said her name correctly she's an amazing artist there's a piece of art of hers on 79th street and I happened to be looking for the max I found the Kayla and I was like oh my god just my head was about to explode so good um I was going downtown hit state street i saw this young lady it was like nine o'clock in the morning maybe like 10 o'clock and she was just in the heat of creating art and it was beautiful it was like this cloudy kind of looking thing and i was like oh i didn't interrupt her she was on a she was on a ladder i wasn't trying to get in her business you know like that but i stopped i took a picture um i went back to see the finished product and it had you know at least her instagram name on it which was an original piece so I made sure to, you know, capture that and just like, oh, my God, so amazing. Um, then I caught a piece of art by Dana Todd Pope. Uh, I actually ran into Barrett again while I was checking out her piece of art. He was actually checking it out, too, and checking out his piece of art, both of which are on Randolph, right off of State Street, right next to the uh, Walgreens there. And so I was just like, so I, I said, yo, man, if I ain't know no better, I swear you was following me. And he was like, why do you say that? I said, yo, we met like a week ago. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, you know what I'm saying? I had a glasses, you know, people started with the mask on or whatever. People don't look the same, but I was like, yo, this is amazing. This is dope as hell. Cool, cool, cool. And so hopefully, I'm able to connect with him at some point here more about paint the city more about all these artists that he's obviously connected with and working with and do whatever I can and get the word out. So please go check out the Instagram. I've linked as many of those as I can also. And I am the cloud and I make art. I don't know what his real name is, but he actually messaged me the other day and thanked me for sharing his art on the Instagram. And I was like, yo dog, thank you for creating it. You know what I'm saying? I, if there's anything I can do to get the word out, get their name out, whatever I'm down. So please go and check that out. 
also on my adventures uh this would have been last week it was one of those mornings it was actually the same morning i saw the young lady on the ladder i stopped in front of the art institute right <laughs> And uh, I was doing a Facebook Live, which which I do try to do every day. Um, I'm I, you know I'm trying to keep in as positive spirits as possible and trying to spread that as much as possible. Connecting with people is great and it helps me mentally as well. And I was kind of say, I can't remember exactly what I was saying, but I was kind of being a little self deprecating. And this young lady was walking by, and I can see she was giggling at like I thought she was like, oh, this dude's talking to himself. He's crazy as all get out. But then um, she was kind of like milling about a little bit, and she came back and she kind of smiled at me and his like it seems like especially with the protests and everything going on that people connecting and just like this very organic way seems so unusual and she had this just big smile on her face and I kind of looked and I smiled back and I was like she had on sunglasses I think I had on sunglasses at the moment and I was like hey how's your morning going she's like oh great I was like oh cool you know and she kind of said how about you and I was like yo I ain't at work I'm chilling it's beautiful out I got a bike ride in like this is you know can't get better and we actually started this conversation and uh turns out she's a photographer she said you know hey i'm in the city i took the train from milwaukee i'm in the city for the day for a shoot but up until that point which is later this afternoon i'm just trying to get some you know find a place to get some work done and i was like oh that's you know at least it's a beautiful day because obviously there's nothing really you can go inside of to chill and do work and so we had this conversation um turns out her name was Lorlin. And if you go check her out, you can go check her out on Instagram at my brand photographer is just at all one word, my brand photographer. And she just seems so cool. Such a nice person. And I, you know, it was, it was funny. I have to admit, you know, cause when she, we're talking and then she's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And she took her glasses off. And when she kind of like took her glasses off, I got lost in the sauce for a minute there. I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Um, uh, you know, and you start stuttering. <laughs> He started stuttering and everything, so that kind of happened a little bit, but she was so nice, so pleasant, and um, it turns out that she actually does photography for women um, owned businesses to kind of help build their brand and, you know, brand building and all that. And it was just so great. I've checked out her Instagram. Um, I've checked out her Facebook page. Go check it out. Go check out all these people who are doing amazing things. And if you're doing something amazing, let me know about it and I'll check you out as well. And so that's really it. I'm just so excited. It's just every day for me is exciting. It's the city, it's the summer. And, um, actually, uh, also, please, all everyone, keep your fingers crossed for me. I actually have a job interview um, in two days, and I'm super nervous. Job interviews always make me nervous. I've gotten more jobs and I've not gotten jobs. I think, you know, in all the job interviews I've had, I've only not gotten a job once. But, um, man, you know, it's always like kind of nerve wracking. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. so please keep your fingers crossed for me. Send me positive energy. And we're going to, you know, I'm going to smash this. and We're going to make it happen. And we're going to force this path and everything. So make sure you're getting it. I'm getting it. And we're going to get it all together. Okay. So now this week's episode, I'm so excited about this is Mark Withers. So Mark does not live in Chicago anymore. He used to. And that's how we met. Mark is an uh, uh, incredibly talented musician. And that's actually how we became acquainted. He's a singer. He's a guitar player. He plays drums. Um, and he, he had, we didn't even get into his background. Like, I feel like that could be a completely different episode where we kind of talk about his history. He's done some acting. He's done, uh, I'm pretty sure he toured with bands uh, kind of as a tour manager at one point, all kind of craziness, you know, we didn't even get into any of that. So the topic of this episode is actually comic books. And very specifically, this comes and you'll kind of hear 
hear this in the conversation. This actually comes from a article that was posted back in November, and it was about uh, DC Comics and their, you know, kind of movie making, which is done through Warner Brothers. And this idea that they were finding uh, trouble uh, with the Superman character and making that character relevant in 2020. And as you hear in the conversation, I was just like, what? I mean, he, he's a refugee. <laughs> he's an immigrant. He, you know, like all there's all these different aspects. He stands for, ju- you know, you always hear this concept of truth, justice in the American way. Right. And um, it, like he stands for this amazingly positive outlook of life and all these different things. And I was just kind of shocked that like anybody would say like, oh, you can't figure out how to make this guy relevant when, you know, stories about refugees and immigrants are in the papers constantly. Constantly. And then there was this, which Mark, Mark is such an amazing mind. And he also has his own podcast now. And you'll hear that in, in there as well. So there'll be a link to that in the episode notes. Check it out. But we also talk about the idea of uh, at the time, Michael B. Jordan uh, pitching being the Superman character. And Mark provided tons of insight into what that situation really was and so on and so forth. I had It was an amazing conversation. This was something like it's literally been burning in my brain since November. Like, how the hell is Superman not relevant? in 2020 and so we had a great conversation thank him i thanked him profusely and i'll continue to um and also please go check out his podcast the nerd cage live it is fabulous i've listened to two of the four episodes that are now out and um you know i'm i'm catching up on my podcast listening i've switched over from listening to music during my bike ride to listening to podcasts so now instead of a commute daily commute every day my bike ride is definitely helping me to catch up on my podcasting and I will also go on record as saying I yesterday officially unsubscribed from the Joe Rogan podcast he's 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 it's a good show great conversations a a good amount of the time but the ridiculousness of his conversation sometimes it just got beyond me to listen to very rarely we ever hear me say something negative about another podcast but I'm I'm calling shenanigans and bullshit and so that for me is just not anything I want to fill my brain with anymore and I know like I've been a huge fan of his for years I've been a huge proponent of his for years and I wanted to go ahead and as much as I've you know sang the praises of his show go ahead and now say you know what bullshit fuck it I'm over it and so I apologize if that offends anyone or whatever, but I got to go ahead and speak my truth and that's it. So now without further ado, cause I've gilded this lily all of like for, for a good, good minute. Now here's my conversation with Mr. Mark Weathers. All right, and we are recording. I always want to say live, but I don't know if that's right. So. Uh, it's, it's live to us. It's live to me. Right, I'm here. <laughs> I'm living. All right, so I'm so excited. This is this is a long overdue conversation, and this is definitely going to be different than any of the other conversations I've had um, on OTBP up to this point. So I'm super excited. So I'm using Squaw. So I'll give a shout out to Squadcast. They're not giving me anything, but whatever. Good technology is good technology. And I'm sitting here in my lovely apartment in Chicago, and I'm talking to the one and the only, the incomparable Mark Withers. Yay! Yay, right? (laughs) All right. It's it's July 4th. I feel like I just need to pull out some six shooters. (laughs) But I don't have that. 
So <laughs> how are you doing, bud? I'm doing good, man. You know, it's, you know, I always start our show off by saying I'm super excited to be here. In this case, I'm really excited because you and I haven't talked in forever. I know. And, you know, I used to live in Chicago, as as you know, as a lot of people that might be listening might know. And, and you and I were, were, you know, really good friends while I was living there. So it's it, we haven't talked in a while. So just even if we weren't doing this show I'm, I'm just real happy to be talking to you bro oh same here same here yes yes I mean, so and actually that was going to be my my first uh kind of thought when did you what year did you leave chicago uh i left in 2012 okay i think like summer of 2012 is when i left and- yeah because oh okay because we've kept in contact you know touch through facebook social media but like i was like when did he actually leave chicago <laughs> <laughs> Like it's been a while. Yeah. And so and you you're you weren't a Chicago native either. No, no. I'm I'm from Miami, Florida originally. Oh, and you... I moved to Chicago in 2004. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you leave Miami? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that question a lot, right? Let's start so, there, right? Yeah, let's start there. So, you know, really um you know, I'd, I'd grown up there, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to just try something different. I, I lived in London uh, right before I moved to Chicago. So I lived there for about a year and then I came back home and um, a girl I was dating at the time was moving to Chicago. And it's it just sounded like an interesting place to to try out. So I followed her up there and, you know, stumbled into a band. And and yeah. and played with that band for a while, and and over time that just became became home for a while. Oh, that's perfect. Do you oh, so kind of? Do you still play, or do you still sing? Because you play guitar, you play drums, you sing, like you kind of do it all. Sorry. Yeah, I just I still do it, you know, for fun and stuff. But you know, it's not really. I'm not like in any any band here in Louisville or anything like that. I just kind of do it for myself. I've got a. If you could see my my camera, which you can't right now, <laughs> for some odd reason, but yeah. um, but I've got a guitar, you know, right behind me, which I every time I see it, I pick it up and kind of mess around with it. But aside from that, I'm not really doing anything, you know, on the pro side. Yeah, yeah, because when you were here, because you played in a couple bands in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, then you were in Dysonic, and you guys were super popular um, when you were a member of Dysonic, as I recall, as I recall. That was, uh, that was a fun time. So yeah, very cool. Um, and so just because generally this, this podcast is about Chicago and Chicago people mm-hmm. and like, but I never want to kind of pigeonhole it because kind of leading, because the, the whole point of, of us getting together, having a conversation was around Superman. And right. so, you know, most people will say it has nothing to do with Chicago. And I'm like, you're probably right, but I don't give a fuck. I'm like, <laughs> I really want to talk about it, but like, what were your impressions or like, you know, now, cause you've been gone for eight years. Like right. what are your kind of like impressions of Chicago kind of, you know, as it's now in the rearview mirror in that way. I, I miss it. Like mm-hmm. I really miss it, you know? And, um, you know, anytime I see like a movie that's based in Chicago and my wife could attest to this, like anytime, like I see like, uh, you know, like we'll be watching like, house hunters or something and it might be like an episode that's based in chicago and i'll be pointing out the streets like yo that's lakeshore drive like yeah you, you know i know that you know that's randolph right there and i know like the streets and yeah. she'll get like 
avoid like, you know, like, a, or we'll see like some building that'll look familiar to me and I'll be like, hey, I think that's an evergreen park, man. Like, I'm not really sure. She'll be like, how can you tell? It's like one building, you know, it's just like silly stuff like that. But it's just, it, it there's, you know, I had such a, a great experience and I met so many great people along the way while I was living there that, you know, in in my mind, that is, that really is, I still, even now, I still think of it, you know, very much as home. And so when I see it or when I hear about it or when I talk to somebody from, from home, you know, I get a little bit, a little bit homesick. And it's, even though it's been eight years, I still have that that feeling from time to time, you know, that's the, to me, that's a testament to, to how great the town is. Oh, that's what, okay, cool, man. I feel, I feel you there. Even just like, you know, when I was living in Alaska and other places, right. It's just kind of like, <laughs> you see something, I'm like, Oh my God. Right, right. <laughs> I never did that. I never did that. Yeah. Everybody like, shut you ever up. To Alaska? I know you were there for a while. I, you know, it's so I do, um, you know, it's weird. It, it's just, it's one of those things. Like I love Chicago, you know, I was, I've, with the exception of maybe four or five years, I've lived here my entire life. Um, but like, for example, cause I'm on furlough right now. And so I, you know, two weeks unpaid furlough. Mm -hmm. And for one day, like I went to Geneva and that's like a place I, you know, very rarely ever go. And I was right. there and I was just kind of walking down the street and I was like, this is this is so pleasant. Like this is, <laughs> and that's kind of how like Alaska was, you know, right. it's a different culture. It's a different life, a very slow lifestyle. Cause there's mm -hmm. no need to rush. Cause right. you know, <laughs> so it's like, uh, and it's, that's very different than Chicago, you know, right. like, um, and I think that's kind of like, like Chicago to me is nothing. I've been to New York twice, hated mm -hmm. it both times. Like, wow. I was like, I was like, these people got a problem. Yeah. This, you know, it was too it's much. It's yeah. way, you know, to me, you know, and I remember going there thinking, I'm from Chicago. How different could it be? Oh, it's different. You know, <laughs> it's, it's very different. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and so when I go to a place like Geneva, um, I actually went out to Indiana the other day to visit some friends real quick. And I was just like, oh, this is all right. This is, you know, because Chicago comes with a lot of stress. Right. you know that's kind of built into it and so uh i do miss alaska because there was none of that there mm -hmm. um but then like two years there i was like i want to go back to chicago so yeah <laughs> so i always wanted are. to ask you like could you see the northern lights from where you were oh absolutely really? yeah oh yeah wow. yeah yeah um i can remember three really good nights like where they were kind of like postcard you know kind of perfect with multiple colors and just super vivid so i remember right. like three nights of that but yeah you could see them fairly frequently um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so and i gotta figure out what's the deal with kentucky because uh, a, a good friend of mine just moved to lexington and you're in louisville right and i was just having a conversation earlier today with someone who was like oh a friend of mine moved to, to kentucky i'm like everyone's moving to kentucky i gotta figure out what the <laughs> what, the, what, the big, what the big secret is? Is there something going on there? <laughs> That's the new Chicago commune. Like, it, it, it really is, and I, and I invite any of <laughs> you and any of my other friends that are you know that are living in Chicago currently come see us, man. I mean, this is really a great place. Louisville, in particular, is a great yeah. town. Oh, I got to get down there because they have that. Um, I actually was down there. I actually was in Louisville. That would have been a year ago. Mm -hmm. um for like two hours um i have a friend uh, fortunately her place was burglarized oh, and wow. uh she had a collection of baseball memorabilia mm -hmm. and they took all of it but uh a portion of it was louisville sluggers right 
So she actually was like, you know, and I think part of it was kind of like coping with the situation and kind of a, a feeling of normalcy. She wanted to go and replace them. So mm-hmm. she was like, I'm going to take a day trip down there to, to go to the museum and, you know, and, and, you know, replace my bats. And I was like, oh, cool. And I actually went down there with her and they have like a really cool, uh, you guys have a really cool music festival down there. Um, can not- Castle. Yeah. Yes. And it was, I was like, oh, I got to come down here for this. I <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah that would be like a fun like road trip that would be mm-hmm. awesome so you know i love chicago but it's always fun to get up out and go see other places yeah so for sure um so so you actually just started your own podcast that's right so go ahead uh it's called the nerd cage live yep you got it okay. all right make sure right make sure i got the name right exactly <laughs> I was actually listening to it today. Uh, so, you know, go ahead and tell my listeners a little bit uh, about your podcast. Sure. So so our our uh, show is basically it's a reaction show. Uh, and what we typically talk about is movie news and pop culture stuff having to do with like genre films, uh, TV shows, cartoons, video games, anything that like a nerd would embrace, right? So if you liked it when you were 13 years old and you still like it now, come check us out. We're on YouTube, we're on Spotify. Um, but but in addition to us just uh, giving you like sort of the scoop of the week or what whatever's happening that week, we react to it. Um, my uh, co-host and I, uh, his name's Jay St. G. We more often, more times than not, we disagree on certain topics. So the idea behind the title, the nerd cage, is that it's a verbal cage match, right? <laughs> so we're, you know, we're basically, you know, arguing over things like should the Snyder Cut really be re- released? You know, what, you know, is yeah. that going to be a big deal or not? You know, things like that. You know, what is Warner Brothers really doing with their DC universe? Like things, yeah. you know, silly kind of nerd things that like. You know, if you're hanging out at like the local comic book store, that's the kind of, you know, those are the kind of things you would be talking about. So we we try to encapsulate that and put that into a show for everybody. And that is perfect. That's perfect. I've listened to the first two episodes. How many episodes have you guys done total? Uh, we've we've done technically we've done about six episodes, but we've only released three. Okay, so I've listened to two of the three, and they were excellent. And it's funny because I kind of was like, because we had talked about having this conversation before you had created the Nerd Cage Live, right? And then I listened to episode one, and some of the topics I want to talk about, you guys talked about, and I was like, oh shit, I don't. Want to- <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I might have missed my window. He's gonna be like, nah, we covered that. <laughs> i I, I love i love talking about the stuff you know a lot of the stuff that we've talked about on the show are like conversations that i have with my friends like all the time yeah like we you know we we did an episode where we kind of talked about snyder cut and um you know you that that particular topic can be looked at from so many different angles there's so many things that you that you can really talk about that we only covered for maybe, I don't know, five, 10 minutes. So, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, so we can always talk about, you know, even if, even if Jay and I have like brought it up before, we can talk about it here if you want. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Cause I don't, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, Oh no. Um, so 
the original idea for us getting together and chatting was back in this is how slow i am was back in november and it was based around um it was either variety or forbes i can't remember which one specifically i think it was forbes um and they had written an article and and i actually wrote it down it was november 27th of 2019 and basically in the article, it was talking about uh, basically the DCEU, right? The, uh, the DC Extended Universe mm-hmm. um, and the movies and such. And in it, it was a quote. And I remember reading it and I was just like, it like almost made me twitch. I was like, what? And <laughs> the, the quote, and I wrote this down, so make sure I get it right. It said that the, the studio reportedly is unsure how to make the character, referring to the character of Superman, mm-hmm. relevant to modern audiences. And wow. I remember reading that, and I re- I don't remember specifically what I posted on Facebook. I'm like, who wants to talk about this? Because this is ridiculous. <laughs> I was just kind of like, what? And and to me, um, and here's the and this is the question. To me, if you have a, especially in the day and age, and obviously since then, more has happened, right? Even in November, we were, I don't think we even know where we'd be now in July. <laughs> <laughs> that that seems like a lifetime ago. We had we had small problems back in the right. <laughs> but, but the idea of making Superman relevant in 2020, like my original thought was if you can't do that, you're just not a good storyteller. And right. do you do you think that's a um is that a reasonable assessment? And because you know way more about this these these topics than I do. So what are your thoughts? Do you like is that is that like uh, a fair assessment? Well, you know, I think we, we, we should probably start with, with just the, you know, that quote, you know what I mean? Like it, you weren't alone in how that kind of hit you. You know what I mean? Like it flamed a lot of people that read it, myself included. Right. So, you know, just the idea that like, okay, we have to make Superman quote unquote relevant. I think that's inimical to, you know, their, their perceived problem, right? Because if you're thinking about how to make the biggest, most well-received, you know, most recognizable character on the planet Earth relevant, <laughs> <laughs> then somehow, somewhere along the way, you've kind of, you know, lost the plot, right? Yes. I, <laughs> you know, I mean, we're talking about, you know, a character that was created in, you know, 1938. So like, it's, you know, 82 years, you know, and there's never been a period since that character's inception that they haven't been in the mix. Like there've been other superheroes that have been popular and then they stopped making their comic book. You haven't heard from them in 20 years. And all of a sudden they make a movie, they make a TV show, then they come back and they're popular again. Right. Right. Superman never lost his popularity ever. And and if you look at every um, iteration of the character, it's always been successful. So like when they've come out with like, say, Lois and Clark in the 90s, that was a huge hit for a TV show, right? Even these films that have come out in the past few years that people think were flops or duds or whatever, Mm -hmm. they were huge hits. Man of Steel made $687 million. It cost $200 million to make. You know, (laughs) Batman versus Superman made uh, close to $800 million. It cost $200 million to make. So, I mean, are we really talking about the relevancy of a character like this? You know, it's kind of, 
<laughs> you know, it, it just right there that kind of tells you that you know the people that were in charge of Warner Brothers didn't a hundred percent know what they were doing, and they also didn't really respect the character. You know, as far yeah. as trying to bring that to a general audience. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. It, it's I mean, you know, just like and like hearing you kind of recount that too, and I'm just like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a nerd like that i just but, you know I but you know nervous. like i can imagine sitting in a boardroom of these like well-paid people as someone being like I, I i don't know what to do man how do we make the guy relevant but like what huh <laughs> <laughs> you're fired <laughs> you're fired because you nodded and, you know just like i'd flip out and it and it's it's actually interesting you brought it up because earlier today it's like being on being on unpaid furlough is, is like the the greatest thing ever. I'm just like I just need to be unemployed for a while. Um, I actually started like I just need to get rid of my job for a little bit. Um, I I actually started watching Man of Steel today, and oh, wow. I haven't seen it since it came out. And it's funny because the first time I saw it was in IMAX, and I hated it. Uh, the the action scenes moved way too fast. And it literally, like, I, I remember having a headache halfway through the movie. My head was just booming the rest of the movie. And people were like, what did you think? I'm like, I hated it. Right. <laughs> and, like, that was it. And the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. And today, I, I, I'm i probably 40 minutes from the end. Mm-hmm. But, it, like, I'm like, okay, this, is, this, this to me is a better movie than what I, I remember it being. You know, right. it's very visually stunning. And then, you know, I kind of like, oh, I kind of get it. The story a little bit more now a little bit better about you know uh, his, you know how he gets here how him and his father interact you know this memory of his father per se you know and then you know kind of how he hides himself as long as he can and then he learns that you're not supposed to be hiding you're supposed to be this hero right. and he's like oh well okay let's try this <laughs> let's try this <laughs> all right and like you know like what do you enjoy that movie uh man of steel I, I do now. So like when I first saw it, and I should probably preface this by saying I, I kind of have an intense dislike for uh, the director, Zack Snyder, not as a person, but I just, I don't enjoy the majority of his films. Um, I've said on on our show before that uh, to me, he's sort of like the Michael Bay of comic book movies. So he's like really good at doing uh, like action scenes and fight scenes and visual effects. And he can tell a story through that, like without the dialogue. I think he's excellent at doing things like that. But when it comes to actually fleshing out something in a, in a feature length form with dialogue, I think that he kind of loses you in a, in a way where he's, you know, he'll strip out like very important parts that you might only see in a director's cut or something like that, for example, you know, and you'll be left wondering, well, how did they get from A to B, you know, things like that. So that said, when I first saw that movie, um, I didn't really enjoy it Mm -hmm. the way that a lot of people did. And part of that was because there was so much visual noise. There was so much going on in that movie that I really couldn't get to the heart of what was going on and you know on the first run. Yes. And then and then the other part of that is that I had a preconceived notion in my head of what Superman was supposed to be. And his vision of that was very different. Now that's not his fault. That's my fault. 
like for not being kind of open to this new interpretation, Yeah, you know? And, and so on like a second and third viewing, I kind of looked at it a little bit closer and I, I was able to see a little bit more of the subtext of what was happening. Cause it's really, it's a story about, you know, someone who's basically trying to discover who they are in the midst of, you know, the world, like in the midst of an existential threat, this person is trying to discover or trying to figure out who they are and who, you know, what is their place in that world. And, uh, and, and uh, for whatever reason that just didn't, I didn't connect with that the first time, but now I, now I do. And I, now I do think it's a much better film than I originally did uh, when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I kind of sit in that kind of same boat. Like now, I'm like, oh, and and another thought. Do you like because because the more I I'm exposed to him, the more I really like him. Do you like Henry Cavill in that character as Superman? I do. Like he's my second favorite out of all the Supermen that have existed. Um, for me, it's it's always going to be Christopher Reeve. He's always going to be Superman to me, and. Um, Aside from him, you know, Henry, Henry Cavill's a very close second. I really um, think he has the look, the physicality to yeah. play the role. Um, he really commits to it, like to the point where I believe him. Like, you know, other, yeah. other actors, when they've done it, Brandon Routh, for example, or uh, Dean Cain, when you look at them, you kind of see that, okay, this is an actor that's kind of trying to step up to this part. With Cavill, I really believe that this could be Clark Kent. This, this yeah. guy really could be uh, Superman. And he does it in his own way. He's not like trying to do an impersonation of somebody that came before him. You Absolutely. Know? So, oh, yeah. So I think he's great. So, oh, I couldn't agree more. Okay, yeah. Because I like the more, especially like today I was watching it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of. All right, <laughs> all right. Now I'm kind of feeling this. You know, right, it, right. you know, years later, I'm like, okay, I get it now. I kind of get it. Um, so okay, let's make some heads explode. Because if you if you recall from that article, and it was around around the same time, mm-hmm. uh, I guess this the article was coupled with the idea that Michael B. Jordan right. had pitched um something i don't i could i don't know what he pitched per se but it was about mm-hmm. superman okay <laughs> and I, and the assumption i'm assuming was that he would play that character mm-hmm. and what are your thoughts on that and, so, and and kind of coupled to this idea of of relevancy in 2020 right right so um yeah i i remember back when they when when that rumor was floating around and it turned out to really not be a rumor. So that was like last fall, like October, November. People yeah. were kind of talking about like, hey, what if Michael B. Jordan like actually played Superman? Well, you know, he's like in talks to do that. And there he got a ton of backlash over it. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> one thing that, that, that non-comic book readers probably don't know is that there's actually a black Superman that exists in the in the comics. So um, in 2009, there was a a character that was created named Calvin Ellis, and he was sort of inspired by Barack Obama and Muhammad Ali, sort of an amalgam of those two of of those two um, real life people. Uh And uh, they created this sort of alternate universe where uh, a black Kal-El lands on Earth and he's raised by a black family in an an inner city. He grows up, he becomes the president of the United States and he has, and he's endowed with these superpowers. 
And so, <laughs> and oh, so on his earth, he is, he's the leader of the free world and he's Superman. And he has this, um, he has, he has this, it, this knowledge of the multiverse of an existence of a multiverse. And so he puts together a team to sort of defend the multiverse, sort of like the justice league, but instead of just fighting threats on one planet, it's like, let's protect the fabric of the entire universe. Yeah. And so what I think that pitch was about was, hey, let's instead of doing Clark Kent, let's do a Calvin Ellis story and, oh. and, I'll, and I'll play Calvin Ellis, you know. Um, OK, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So so that that is that's one that's one part of it. So the other the other thing that I was kind of speculating about was that, you know, the articles that I read kind of said that he was in talks with people at Warner Brothers, but it didn't say like who those people were. Like it didn't talk about Walter Hamada, who's like the head of Warner. It didn't talk about uh, Toby Emmerich, who's like the head of creative there. And usually like when you have those kind of articles, they'll bring those, those people up. So what I think might've been pitched might've been like one of the animated uh, movies, like a DC universe movie. And oh. he may have been talking to somebody like somebody like, Andrea Romano or Jeff Johns or somebody who like heads up that department, like heads up that division. Of okay. DC. So I think that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And that makes, okay. That makes more sense. And thank you for, for filling me in. Cause I didn't, yeah, I haven't, it's so weird. I, I loved comic books as a kid. And then I just kind of like, I was always, I'm always one of those people. Like I can't jump into something in the middle and with comic books that's sometimes really hard right to you know what i'm saying like if you mm -hmm. sometimes you just got to catch it in the middle you just run with the stream right. and i've never been a personality who could do that well mm -hmm. and so it was like when i stopped reading comic books for a little bit it was always hard for me to go back to reading them like oh, i don't know what's going on and, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of always been the thing like i go into comic if i ever see a comic book store i'm like oh we gotta go and i'm in there and i'm looking at everything and then i'm like okay let's go because I can't buy anything, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, that has a 30 on it. There's a 296. Like, I can't buy any of these. I'm like, the weirdest I have, like, decision paralysis because I'm like, the I, I have the opposite problem. So, like, I want to go in and I want to buy everything. Buy everything. But I only have, like, 20 bucks or something like that on me at the time. So, it's like, man, like, what do I buy? Do I get Saga? Do I get, you know, Bitterroot? Do I, do I get, like, this title or that title? And then I wind up walking out with nothing because I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I got to do some research. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, I, I dig that. Yeah. Totally dig that. So, um, so here's, here's an, another question. And, and you know, like I have my questions right there in your opinion, cause I, uh, the, I mean, obviously Marvel is Marvel, right? I don't even want to jump right. that wall because that's, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's five hours of a totally different discussion. Yes. <laughs> um, DC has had a lot of trouble getting kind of the traction that Marvel has gotten. Um, and I always felt like, and, and can I, to me, it always comes back to that that quote, right? And that idea of making Superman relevant. I'm like, fuck you, you just what? You can't do your job, like, right. <laughs> like, how do you put the how you put the film in the cameras? Next question, right? Like, no, exactly. like. So in your opinion, because you like, you know, you you know way more about any of this than I do. What is there? What are the issues there that have prevented them 
from making because it's interesting because looking back on it marvel was always my characters of choice I was not a Superman reader as a kid. Uh, I was not a Batman reader. You know, like, I didn't read DC Comics as a kid. I just really didn't. I always felt like DC was way more, like, it felt bubblegummy to me, you oh, know? it depends on the titles, but yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm sure, yeah. But, you know, it always felt like, like, I remember, you know, Wolverine felt gritty, you know? <laughs> because <laughs> uh, i was a big x-force reader i was a huge x-man reader you know like i kind of like that like yeah. I was grimy people doing grimy stuff you know right. and i felt i'm like superman doesn't do grimy stuff that's kind of always my perceptions mm-hmm. I'm like, so i wasn't a huge fan but like then you see uh the man of steel and then you saw the batman movies which which takes this really dark turn mm-hmm. um to me and DC just has not been able, at least early on, because I feel like that's kind of changing now a little bit. Sure. And, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But like, what issues have they had just getting traction um, in this kind of, you know, in this way and in, in their extended universe? Oh, this is this is probably my favorite question, man. Like, I I could talk about this for probably the entire podcast, but I'm not <laughs> <laughs> so so like. Uh, Warner Brothers in particular has uh, sort of a track record of being reactionary. So mm-hmm. they don't really, they're not like the, the type of studio, you know, that's going to um, try to innovate. That's going to try to like be like the first to do something, right? They'll yeah. see what other people are doing first, and then they'll try to react to that and try to come out with their own version of that. So you know, that said, they kind of looked at the success of like Marvel and what they were doing, like what the MCU was doing. And by the time that Avengers came around and they started seeing like, wow, this is a movie that's like, it made a billion dollars. Like we need our own Avengers. Well, we have the Justice League, right? Right. Well, they, they tried to follow like the same blueprint that the MCU did rather than to to kind of just do their own thing. You know, they're like, well, let's, we got to start from the beginning. We got to have all these standalone films and then like rush and try to, you know, try to put together this Justice League thing. And and I think that they made a lot of missteps, um, uh, you know, along the way, trying to, to put those first three or four movies together without really developing in their own, um, in, in their on their own terms, right? Yeah. And just kind of letting letting things happen. Because you could have theoretically you could have started out with a Justice League movie. Like oh, those, oh for sure. Right. All of those characters are very well known. In fact, Ben Affleck, when he wrote his script for it, um, I haven't I haven't read it, you know, like it's difficult to find now, but people who've read it said that it started out with a huge battle with everybody in the league there. Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, um, Cyborg. They were all in this battle. And um, and then from there, it flashes back to this formation of the League, right? So, <laughs> and that's without any standalone movies, right? This was written years ago. Why didn't they take that? Why didn't they run with that? I hate, I hate to interrupt, but here, this, like, here's Ben Affleck, right? Who's, who's, who's primarily thought of as an actor but he, he writes he does tons of tons of things right mm-hmm. but he has a better grasp on <laughs> all of this right and right <laughs> where you're like he should be in charge you all should go find other jobs right 
<laughs> and that's and that's and that's the thing. I mean, the big difference between like the MCU and the DCEU as it was like when it first started is that you know you had somebody at the helm. You know, we had a couple people at the helm: Kevin Feige and John Favreau, who were avid comic book readers and were mm. fans of the characters that they were developing mm-hmm. for the screen. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not that Zack Snyder's not a big, big fan of these characters, because I'm sure he is. But the person who was in charge of the DCU at that time, this guy, Kevin Sujahara, had no connection to anything going on with DC. Yeah. And so everything, every decision that was made there was made in a rush so that he could make his bonuses. Like there's a very oh. like there's a there's an infamous story about um, about why Justice League turned out the way that it turned out, right? So initially, uh, Zack Snyder, you know, it started filming. He had this particular vision for the film. Um, tragedy struck in his family. He you know he lost his daughter. His daughter committed suicide. He had to leave the film, right? So rather than to give him the time that he needed and to just say, hey, you know, we we understand, you know, we're sorry for your loss. Take all the time you need and we'll pick this up. We'll stop production and we'll pick this up, um, you know, when, when you're ready. Rather than do that, they go ahead and let him go from the project. They pick up a completely different director, Joss Whedon, and they tell Joss Whedon Whatever, whatever story that he's got, just get rid of that. We want the story to go a completely different way. And we're only going to give you a few weeks to do it. And you don't have any additional budget to do it. And so he winds up, I'm, I'm surprised that he was able to pull off what he pulled off, You're right. you know, given that. But, you know, he, he winds up giving us what we wound up getting. And the whole reason behind that was because AT&T was going through a merger with Warner Brothers and the completion of Justice of Justice League and the release of that movie was theoretically going to add value to the stock of Warner Brothers. And it was going to make it so that that merger was more profitable for Warner's side. And so oh. he so so they kind of tied a bonus to him being able to get this film out by a specific date. So he pushed everybody to make that date, regardless of whether the film was up to par or not. And that's why we ended up with the with the tragedy that we did. <laughs> just as so some people can get a few more bonuses. Exactly. A few more dollars. Just a few more dollars. <laughs> that's oh, it. That's over. I have never heard that. And this is why I love you, Mark. <laughs> she, <laughs> this wealth of knowledge. This is why I'm a fan of your podcast already. Um, just it's funny. Just I was listening to the episode two today, and you 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 mentioned just mercy and that. I'm not gonna go beyond that. People should go listen to it. Um, you mentioned some some movie long shot. I'm like, oh, sh-. I'm and it was I was in my car, so I'm like, oh, sh-. um, oh, sh-. <laughs> I got I gotta write this down. Like, what are we doing here? Um, no, this is great. I appreciate that. So, because that that provides a lot of background for me as well. Um, because I, I find all this super intriguing and interesting um but you know i just don't i i don't have you know i just don't dig deep into it 
uh, to, to find out these things. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm an Uber geek and that's, I just love movies so much that like, I can't help, but just, Oh, this, no, this about them forever. So. This is fabulous. I appreciate this. Um, which is a great segue because I know like, like on episode one of, uh, nerd cage, you guys talk about this. Um, but people who are listening to this may not know because I'm, I'm still like, Oh, okay. I kind of get it. And now with you having supplied that story, we kind of really can understand it. But so everyone, it's been such hot news. Everyone's talking about the Snyder cut. Right. And, and, and so, so you were saying, so Zack Snyder has to leave because he has right this family tragedy mm-hmm. instead of waiting, <laughs> they, <laughs> they bring in someone else. Um, he he rewrites a lot, is is my understanding. Right. <laughs> and, and then he films it, and it's not the. Um, did you okay? <laughs> what did you think of Justice League? Because I think it took me like four or five times to watch the whole thing, and then I was like, um, I think my my, my I think my final thought was this ain't no Avengers, and I think that was all I said. That's it. That's all I got. Like, so, so if you could just kind of say like what your thoughts of are of the event, and I mean you've kind of supplied it, uh, but what the Justice League ended up being, and then what the what what is the Snyder cut, and kind of what that's going to potentially look like if you could kind of provide some of that background. I'll try because we don't really know that much about what you know how that's going to look, mm-hmm. but but you know basically you know, my first assessment of, of Justice League is basically how I feel about it today. It's like, it's just a flaming mess. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> you know, the, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's hard to put into words, like how little sense that film makes, yes. you know, and, yes. and all of the um, attempts to sort of like cobble something together are very obvious. Like, like a good example that I, I always use is uh, Henry Cavill's mustache that they had to CGI out of the, like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just have him come back, you know, after Mission? Because the reason why they did that was because he was filming um, Mission Impossible. Yes. His character had a mustache in that film. Yeah. So my thought is like, well, why wouldn't you just come back, have him come back without his mustache and you know do do some reshoots you don't have to have the entire league you just do composite reshoots with him without those mustache for the for the close for the close-ups that you need <laughs> rather than to spend all of this money to try to do cgi and then have his lips look like <laughs> i don't know like gummy worms like i mean <laughs> i you know it's it's i don't know it's just to me it's just like a real tragedy that that film ended up how how it did now as far as like the snyder cut is concerned we don't know very much about it but we do know that he had a completely different vision for it yes um and that um it's centered around i mean steppenwolf is a big part of it but the main villain is actually a character named uh named dark side yes and and uh it there it was originally supposed to be i think uh, a five-story arc so there was going to be this film, which was about the formation of the league. And then there was going to be, you know, uh, like a two part or a three part film. And then a final film that kind of like pulled the whole, the whole apocalypse arc together, 
you know, similar to the Infinity Saga, but it was going right. to be told in five in five parts. Oh, wow. we're, not, we're, we're not going to get that, but at least we'll get a better idea of what his original vision as far as the apocalypse story is. Now, there's a, there's a an animated film that just came out called uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Yes. Which I think is one of the best things that DC Universe has ever done. And I think that the story for that is very similar to what Zack Snyder originally intended. And that's probably what we're going to see um, when he does finish this cut. Oh, very cool. Okay. So, and, and, and so, I, I mean, this is, you know, um, I, I feel like you couldn't be on the internet and, and not have heard about, right. The, the Snyder cut is going to be on HBO max. Um, and I, then I just read an article yesterday. HBO is going to consolidate all their apps into one. So I still I still HBO from a friend. So now I got to figure out this. Right. So I'm like, well, you're still not getting any of my money, but I hope right. I can still watch my HBO because because you know because I I was a Watchmen fiend. I'm sure you enjoyed the Watchmen. Oh yeah, that's on TV. Oh my god, like I'm you know I was a Watchmen fiend, and so I don't want to give up the HBO now, but I'm not going to pay for it. That that's beyond the point though. But <laughs> so. And, and and I think this is my question. So you do the Snyder cut comes from the fans basically saying this is this is crap. We right. want to see what the original vision is. Where do you? And I, <laughs> I mean, there to me, I this is one of those things. And I think this is how my brain works. I want to be a fly sitting in the room when somebody tells Joss Whedon, "Oh, we're going to remake your film." Um, that really wasn't your film to begin with. And we put you in this kind of awkward situation and we kind of did a lot of bad moves, bad movie results. And now we're going to let the original guy come back and doctor it up. Like, where do you go from there? Like, let's say the, let's say the Snyder cut is amazing. Let's say like it's like people jumping out of windows. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say it's the best thing ever made. People are like Avengers. What? This is the best thing ever. Like, where do you go from there? Right. I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, cause you know, there's so little that we even know that mm -hmm. I'm afraid to get excited about it. Like in, in a way that I am excited, Yes. but then I got to think about the fact that like, I've seen plenty of Zack Snyder's actual completed films that I still don't like. Right. So even though I like the idea, you know, as it, as it's pitched, there's no guarantee that this is going to be a better film. Right. You know, and if it is a better film, am, is it only better in comparison to the original? original. In, in, in comparison to the, the to the theatrical release. Right. So I, I I don't know. Now you may be right. It may be like it might wind up being like the greatest thing ever. And I hope that it is. Like I'm kind of like in my mind, I'm like. Because there's certain things that they've talked about, too. They've said that, you know, since um, there's so much footage that they kind of want to develop, um, it's either going to be like a four-hour film, like a super long, like, maxi cut, oh, or wow. they're going to chop it up into multiple, like, one-hour episodes, which, personally, I would rather them do that. Okay. You know, that yeah. way you, there's less that you have to edit out. You can really flesh your story out. Right. And it's something, if HBO's smart, they'll do it that way because 
rather than to just make one big splash like, hey, the Snyder Cut's released and everybody watches it over a weekend and talks about it for a week and then it's gone. Right. right. You could you could cut that into like, let's say, six episodes. Now people are talking about it for a month and a half. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So oh, absolutely. like personally, I think that's the way that they should go, but I don't know that they will. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. It, this is I, I'm so intrigued by all of this, but I I'm hoping it's a great movie because these are some great characters. And 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 I think that, that kind of goes to like kind of what my 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 kind of final train of thought and questions are. Because I think well, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So I feel like DC is starting to get things like they they things started to get better. It right. kind of was my perception. Cause the Wonder Woman movie was amazing. Right. Um, yes. Um Aquaman. I, I love Jason Momoa. I love his interpretation of Aquaman. I wasn't too sure about the storyline, but the movie was so visually captivating that I was just like, oh, shit. You know, like, like the, <laughs> the visuals made up for it because I, I felt like the story was like not the best, but like right. I, I love the interpretation of the character. Um, and then I love the visuals. And that to right. me was like, OK, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, okay, w- was Joker a part of of this Warner Brothers? These holdings too. It's uh, it's well, it's it's post it's post merger, and okay. um, and there are different people at the helm now. So, oh. you know, when you know the original DCEU came out, or the you know that first iteration of the DCEU. Um, you had a guy in place, and I mentioned before, Kevin Sujahara. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a guy under him named Greg Silverman, and they were sort of in charge of all of the creative decisions, um, everything from you know what films were going to be developed to the casting and things like that, um, and the overall direction of the DCU. Neither one of those people are there anymore. Now you have um, a new CEO named Walter Hamada. Okay. And the head of corrective, uh, corrective. I'm sorry. The head of directive now, uh, direct. What did I? Head of creative is what uh-huh. I what I meant to say. The head of creative now, his name is Toby Emmerich. So the two of them have kind of switched gears completely with the DCU, and instead of trying to focus on creating this shared cinematic universe where everybody's guesting and everybody's movies and you know, they're scrambling to come up with a big team movie. They're just trying to focus on telling really good stories for one character. Mm-hmm. And that's why we saw a good Wonder Woman movie. That's why we saw the Joker, even though that Joaquin Phoenix Joker is not part of the DCEU. Okay. That was a completely separate thing. Oh. The Batman um, uh, that's coming out um, uh, with uh, Robert Pattinson. That's yes. a standalone Batman that's not part of the DCEU either. Oh, wow. So, okay. So they're they're kind of uh, taking a – they're basically pushing reset without without doing like a hard reboot. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're planning on having like a few of these Elseworld stories and then coming back to the shared DCEU later on, um, you know, with – like a Flash movie with Ezra Miller still as the Flash, um, and then some of the characters that we're familiar with, you know, uh, 
Gal Gadot's still going to be Wonder Woman. They're going to do, they're going to do like a five story arc with, uh, with the Themyscirans. Like Themyscira is the island that, that Diana comes from. Uh And so they're going to do like a five story arc around the Themyscirin warriors. And so there's, there, there's all that. And then ultimately like years from now, they're going to talk about putting together like another Justice League movie once all of that's been established. Okay. So, so that is at least as I perceive it, like that's how that's that's the direction that they're going in right now. Oh, okay. That, okay, cool. Well, that kind of makes sense. Uh to, to, totally un, I guess kind of related, but the totally side question. Is she married? Gal Gadot? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. There's always hope then. There's always hope. <laughs> oh my god. I have this meme of her. I, I think I pulled it off of her Instagram, maybe even, but it's a meme of her licking her lips. And I'm oh, just wow. like, okay. Some days I just look at it. Like I'm just like, man, I don't feel good today. And I'm like, well, now I feel great. I'm, feel- <laughs> I'm ready to take on the world because there's still hope. Okay, cool. <laughs> And um, I have not seen it's actually on my to watch list. It's like this and just mercy, but birds of prey. Um, what did you think of that one? Yikes! Oh, don't, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, my my uh, my my buddy Jay, he loves that movie. Okay. He, yeah, he and I kind of like did <laughs> did battle over it because <laughs> when all right, so when the trailers first came out for that movie a long time ago, even like the teaser trailer, he was like super excited and like um, you know before we had a show or anything like that like we would always like you know facebook message each other like trailers like dude i'm excited for this movie like you know watch this one and like he sent me a trailer for birds of prey and i was like this is garbage and he was like what (laughs) so you know even like after it was released you know he went and saw it and he was like dude you're wrong about this movie like go see it go see it and i still didn't go see it right then the pandemic happens so it's you know, on Prime, like gets released early and right. on Prime for I don't know, like twenty bucks or something. So he convinces me to spend the twenty bucks, and I saw it, and I was like, "This is easily the worst movie I've seen this year." It's like it's, it's awful. It's awful. Oh no! <laughs> well, you just kind of crushed my hopes and dreams. But okay. well, don't just go by me because you know, like I said, like my buddy really likes it. You know, yeah. And, and, I I'll, and I'll say this much: like Margot Robbie, amazing, amazing in the role. She's like oh born yeah. Born to play Harley Quinn. Yeah, she's such a great actress. Yes. She really is. I mean, she's super gifted, you know. And, you know, there are other people in that cast that are great. Ewan McGregor is great as Black Mask. Okay. Um, But I just thought that just the way that the story was developed, it just wasn't what I had hoped. There's a lot of pieces in that movie that are just explained rather than shown. And I think Mm -hmm. that that does the it does the film a disservice. Like, you know, it starts out with her already being broken up from the Joker. Well, how did that happen? You know, like I'd I'd like to see stuff like that. Right. There was a lot missing from that film for me. So I just didn't really care for it. All right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I got to watch it. I'm still uh, like, I'm so behind on all my, on like movie watching in general. Um, So I'm just like, Oh, I got to watch this. I got to watch that. So now, you know, hopefully this weekend I'm going to be able to do some catch up. Um, I actually have one last question uh, because I loved this movie and it relates to all these topics. It's not a DC movie, but it relates very well. And that was Blackburn. And 
I I thought this was the best movie. <laughs> I what thought it was, was great. It I'm not familiar with that one. Oh my god, you didn't see Blackburn? Oh, is it is it Blackburn? Is it that's the right name, right? Um, that was the it's a, ooh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you that. Um, is that the right? I'm hoping I'm saying the right name. <laughs> they like, probably oh. are. I probably just missed out. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, here it is. Let me just Google it. I'm googling it. I'm googling it. I'm googling it. Okay, I'm not googling it. Um, maybe that's not the name of it. Okay. Um. It's the it it's the movie basically where the it's basically the evil Superman story. Oh, Brightburn. Oh, there we go. My bad. Yeah, I Sorry about that. It, but, you know, I yeah, I, that that was on my list. Of yes, to see, and then it kind of kind of got lost in the shuffle, so I never actually went to see it. But I'm glad that you brought it up because now it's like back in my memory. Now, yeah, now I definitely will go and watch it. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. I 100% loved it. I was just like, it was interesting because watching The Man of Steel today, um, it, it actually made me think about it. Because there's a couple scenes early in Man of Steel where you kind of see Superman do some like grimy stuff. Right. And uh, like there's the one scene where he gets in a fight with the trucker and he kind of walk, you know, you're like, okay, he's the, he's being the bigger man. He walks out. And mm-hmm. then when the trucker goes out to his truck, it's like, it's stacked up. He's like, what the, what is that? That's not even a truck anymore. And it's like, you're like, oh, Superman, you know, when he was young, he did some grimy stuff. And so Blackburn basically is just a story of like, um, this kid who's dealing with all this trauma, this powers emerge and he just doesn't deal with it. Well, and his parents don't deal with it. Well. And so he, you know, he grows up on a farm kind of same ideology and everything, but instead he basically turns into this kid who like, you know, tortures animals and then he just gets into torturing people and so on and so forth. Oh, it's, I just thought it was fascinating. Um, But the end of the movie, not to give too much, but it teases more movies along the storyline and I got, I, I, cause I saw, how much did I see in the theater? Or did I see it here at home? Okay. I think I saw it uh, on demand, but I remember like the last five minutes of the movie, I was just so excited. I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be so great. <laughs> so yeah, I would definitely like definitely check it out. And I would love to hear your thoughts on it for sure. Yeah. It definitely sounds like super interesting. And, yeah. and it, you know, I think it just kind of circles back to the relevancy of that character. Right. Oh, absolutely. So his, his, his what makes that character who he is is not his powers at all. You know what I mean? It's, it's who he is and, and how he was nurtured, how he was raised to do the right thing. So that even if he didn't have these powers, he would be that person that would, that would be trying to help someone else out, you know, and, and, you know, this alternate version kind of shows that, you know, if, he's not in the right environment and raised by the right people and living under the right circumstances per se, that he might turn out to be completely different regardless of whether he has these powers or not, you know, absolutely. you know, and so, and and, and so that I think answers that relevancy question, you know, as far as, you know, how, how do you make Superman relevant? I mean, I think that it's more about seeing the character for, who they are as a person, right? Like you're like yeah. the idea of, of, of him really being more about like hope. Right. So, yeah. so a lot of times, and forgive me if I'm babbling here, you can cut me off. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I do this all, I do this all the time. <laughs> right? So like, 
So my view of it is like, you know, when people talk about like making him relevant or making him relatable, what they're really saying is that this is a character whose ideals don't match necessarily ours, right? When we should be when we should be looking at that character and saying, I want to be more like this ideal. Like I want to be a person that is good, that helps people because it's the right thing to do and things like that. But instead, like we tend to like look at that character and want that character to be more flawed so that they're more like us. Oh, absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yo, that's such a great, and I I love that you, because I, you know, like I was saying, watching a Man of Steel, so it's really fresh in my head, but that there's that scene where his father explains to him, the symbol on my chest means hope. Right. You know, and, and it's interesting, because watching that after everything, I mean, what, the last month has just been crazy, right? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, like, it's just, you know, there's, to me, like, hearing that statement, he goes, the symbol means hope. And he, he kind of looks at it and there's like a pause between the two characters. And I was like, I was like, you know, pardon my language. I'm like, God damn, that's so amazing. <laughs> like, I was like, that's what we need right now. I need some dude running around with hope on his chest. <laughs> right. And, that, and, and, and that really is, that really is the point, at least to me, that really is oh, the yeah. point of the character. Right. So like when, when Siegel and Schuster first created them, that was the height of the great depression. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, Siegel used to tell the, a story that, um, you know, about his father, because his father had been killed in a robbery, right? Oh, and wow. Was, okay. and, and all of the powers that Superman has, at least in that initial action comics run that they did, mm-hmm. all, all the powers that they gave him were powers that he wished that his father had had. So it's like, if my father was bulletproof, he'd be here. Yeah. Right. If yeah. he was if he was super strong, he could have fought these robbers off. If he was fast enough, he could have caught them like things like that. Like and those are the powers that that Superman ultimately had. Right. Right. And, and the idea of the emblem being a symbol of hope, that was a message to not only the, like to kids that were reading the comic, but to the adults that were becoming familiar with the character. It was like these are tough times. But here's this, here's here's this hopeful character that is going to fight corruption, that is going to um, save save people in need, that is that is going to inspire other heroes that that you know that are going to come to the aid of other people, and you know through that I think that allowed people of that time to to have like something fictional, you know, at the very least, something that they could kind of like escape to and kind of look to and say like, okay, this is the, this is the type of person that I kind of want to be inside. Right. And so I think that like that got lost along the way as we tried to make these like heroes, like a little bit more human and more like grounded or whatever. So. Oh no, that's, and that is great. That is a perfect way to put it. No, I I agree a hundred percent. Man, oh, you know, thank you. So we're, we're, we're just at an hour and I'm trying to be conscious of time and such. Um, I want to thank you so much uh, for taking your time to have this conversation with me. Well, thank um, you for having me. Yeah, this is no, this is amazing. I appreciate you so much. Um, and I just want to go ahead and, and, and kind of revisit the idea. So your podcast is called Nerd Cage Live. 
Right. Um, is it weekly? Yeah, we do one episode per, per week. Okay, perfect. And w- does it drop on a particular day? Uh, we try to we try to drop new episodes on Monday. We we record typically on Sunday night, and then we'll drop it Monday morning. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna encourage everyone to go check it out, especially if you enjoyed this conversation, because you know, and I I listen to it, you know, and so it's just great. Um, just, you know, and like, even just like I was saying today, just the, listening to the one episode, I was just writing, you know, I was trying, I was like trying to remember everything. I'm like, when I get in the house, I got to write this down. I got to write this. I got to remember <laughs> this. I got to do this. And, uh, cause I didn't even know that there were, you know, you kind of talk about some of the upcoming movies. You talked about the Academy Awards season, um, and the Academy Awards, which are being delayed is my understanding. Right. Uh, and just everything, just so informative, such good uh, discussion between you and your partner. Um, so you. everyone should definitely check that out. Uh, thank you so much. Is there? Uh, do you guys also? Do you have social media? Is there any? You know, anything people should should visit or follow? Oh man, I should have I should have been way more prepared. We do uh, have a uh, Twitter page, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> no worries. Um, but but yeah, just you know, on YouTube, just search us out. Um, you can just type in Nerd Cage Live. Just come to our page, subscribe. Uh, we're also on Spotify, on Podbean, on iHeartMedia. Um, you know, pretty much anywhere that you would normally listen to a podcast is where you could find us. And we are coming out with a live interactive show pretty soon, so that will be. Just stay tuned, and and we'll be able to drop that drop that for you pretty soon. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah, let me know. I'll definitely check that out as well. So, Mark, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your time. I know it's valuable and precious. Uh, and please tell your wife I said hello. I've, I've never, <laughs> we've never met her, but I know we, we me and her, inter, you know, we interact on Facebook. Yeah, and she, she likes it. She has to be a lovely lady because I, I, I know you wouldn't do any less. So I know, you know, that's just how it is. So absolutely. Um, and if there's anything else you want to say before we before we wrap it up. Uh, hello Chicago (laughs) it's good to see you and and I hope to visit you again soon All right, thank you thank you so much my man Um, so uh, that is it that has been off the beaten podcast a little different but lovely and I'm so excited I can't wait for people to hear this so thank you so much my man All right, thank you take All right. And that was my conversation with Mark Weathers. Thank you so much to Mark. Uh, It was amazing. It was fabulous. I had so much fun and I I can't wait to chat with him again. We'll make that happen again for sure. So uh, also be sure to check out his podcast with his co-host. That is Nerd Cage Live. There'll be a link down in the episode notes. Make sure you don't. I listen to it. They have such great conversation. They make great suggestions on things to check out. Very, you know, different aspects of pop culture. And it's amazing. And I appreciate it. And you should definitely check it out. Let them know I sent you and you'll have a good time. You'll, You'll definitely laugh. I laugh all the time. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions on this conversation. Uh, what do you think about Superman? What do you think about how the DCEU has been doing? And how it's been shaping up? What do you think about uh, the Justice League? What do you think about this Zack Snyder cut coming up? And thank you to Mark for you know providing so much clarity on those topics. And man, I'm, I'm actually excited to see this Zack Snyder cut, but I'm a little like, oh my God, what's going to happen? You know, a little terrified too on the back end. And so we'll see. 
Uh, but yes, you can definitely drop your thoughts and opinions. Uh, you can go to Facebook. You can go to Instagram. Slide into my DMs anytime. Twitter. It doesn't matter. You can drop comments on the Facebook. You can also hit me up at Podchaser. Podchaser is a great place to have you know great conversations, and we can conversate on there. Also, you can email me your thoughts and opinions. You can catch me at being silly in the city at gmail.com. That's all one word. Being silly in the city at gmail.com. And you can even call me and leave a voicemail. And that's at 312-488-9068. And you can leave a voicemail. There's tons of options on how you can let your voice be heard. Drop your thoughts and opinions. And I will definitely get back to you. And, you know, if, if they're appropriate, <laughs> we can go ahead and use them on the podcast as well to keep the conversation going. Um, beyond that, if you enjoyed the podcast, you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. It helps immensely. And then also subscribe, hit the little subscribe button on that, you know, app that you're using, whichever one you use, I use Stitcher. And every time a new episode drops, it's going to download automatically beyond that. If you want to support the podcast, you want to be one of my patrons, even though I don't have an official Patreon yet, you can definitely help by buying me a cup of coffee. Um, I appreciate everyone who's done it up to this point. You can buy one cup for $3 or you can buy 10 cups. Every dollar that you that I get from there goes back into the podcast. Uh, a few of those dollars do go to my coffee bean fund, but the rest goes into buying materials. And I need uh, I actually need another microphone. This one I've been using for a few weeks is perfect. I now need a second one for my mobile uh, setup that I've got my eye on. So there's everything. I still need a table. <laughs> <laughs> the the possibilities are endless and i appreciate you all so much uh, for this um i don't do this for the money but if i can kind of you know just earn some money to help me break even for the you know hosting fees and the music fees and all that that's perfect and i'm happy so i appreciate it so much and yes swag is coming keep bothering me about it keep reminding me and i've I'm, I'm got to get on i've created the weirdest thing is i've created it i just have to kind of like oh let's share it and <laughs> so i will do that soon i promise it's gonna be such a surprise you're gonna be so shocked and appalled and you're gonna love it okay beyond that be sure to go and check out all the artists that I mentioned in the intro. They're all fabulous. Everybody go and follow all of them on Instagram. There'll be links down in the episode notes and don't be afraid to let them know that you heard about them off the beaten podcast. I sent you their way. So we know, you know, so they know that we're singing their praises and that, you know, I'm saying, hopefully I can start having some conversations with these immensely talented people, you know, all around the city. And that would be great. And I'm so excited about that as well. And that's all I got. Thank you to Mark. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you for supporting. This is great. I love it. This is episode 27. I never imagined I would have been doing this for this long. And I intend to be doing it for, for much longer. So I'm super excited. And thank you for being along on this journey. I hope you're having a great week up to this point. And if not, let's go ahead and turn it around. You have a great day. You be good. You do good. Um, and I'm going to do the same. Peace. Thank you.